1: comes bump Bob, up bobbing Bob, along along there'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his home. sweet song wake up wake up you sleep me head get up get up get out of the bed cheer up cheer up the sun is red live love love and be happy what if i be blue now i'm walking through fields of flowers But still I listen for us. That's scrubbing his own sweet song. I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again. Singing a song when the red, red robin.
2: Take a point away from home, but Fleetwood aren't blown away by our performance. More points dropped as our top six hopes get further and further away. Welcome to Charlton Live. live. So good evening and welcome to Charlton Live, my name is Louis Mendez, thank you for joining us on the podcast this week, uh, along with me, to look back at yesterday's one all draw uh, with Fleetwood Town, we've got uh, Mr Tom Wallin. Tom, buzzing are we to do this?
3: Sure, yeah, can't wait.
2: <laughs> yeah, not not a classic yesterday. Absolutely um, not. Certainly not in terms of a game, certainly not in terms of performance, but we'll uh, we'll do our best at looking back at it. Uh, also joining me and Tom to do that is uh, Mr. Benji Cloak. How are you doing, Ben?
4: Good evening, gentlemen. Yes, good. Thank you. Yeah, looking forward to reliving ninety minutes of uh, blustery madness. Well, I just I was trying to talk it over in my head, bit of like football manager style, and trying to look at positives and make the game better than it was. But I'm struggling at the moment.
2: Yeah, positives. No one. No one died. I don't know. <laughs> <I was laughs> That's just, true. As I could tell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I felt like I was going to at points in that second half. I'm still here. Um, so, yeah, we'll be looking back at that 1-0 draw uh, with Fleetwood Town. We'll hear the very brief highlights uh, shortly. We've also got the post-match reaction uh, from Lee Bowyer. We've got your tweets and emails as well. Plenty of you, again, want to have your say, and uh, not only on the game yesterday, but, of course, on this disappointing run of results that we find ourselves in uh, and the race for the top six. And uh, if we have a time at the end, we will look ahead to, we're going again Tuesday, Burton Albion. Uh rock bottom side, coming to the valley, we all know what that means. Um, so we'll look ahead to that uh, as well at the end of the game. But Tom, just before we hear the highlights, um, well, it started off really well, actually. A lovely, lovely little goal from Jaden Stockley uh, to, to get us into the lead inside six minutes. Um, and then it just tailed off. Uh, Fleetwood back into it just before half time. Second half, they had a few chances. We didn't. And it was oh, it was draining watching that yesterday, wasn't it?
3: That second half was about as bored as I've ever been watching football, I think. Um, but you're right, we we started well. Uh, I thought the first 15, 20 minutes, we, we looked good. We were moving the ball nicely and got ourselves in front. Um, but yeah, after that, there wasn't really much to talk about. I think, obviously, I'm disappointed we didn't get more than the one point, but I obviously stuck my neck out a little bit on Thursday and kind of made, made the point that I, I don't think we're going to probably get in the playoffs now and I, and I don't think we deserve to and I thought it'd be just typical Charlton to go up to Fleetwood and win 2 or 3 nil quite comfortably and make me look an idiot but um I thought that performance kind of summed up everything that I'd spoken about on on Thursday's show that we just lack the ability to to kill teams off and I know the conditions were bad but again that was something I spoke about on Thursday something that we're not really coping with and dealing with um and ultimately it's a disappointing result against a team that we would hope to do better from. Um, There were some positives. The goal, there were a couple of individual performances that I thought were okay, but if you're a team that want to finish in that top six, you're looking at Fleetwood away, even with the defensive record they have at home, and you're thinking, well, we need to get three points here, and particularly in that second half, we absolutely didn't look like doing it. I I put on Twitter, we could have lost that game 6-1 and wouldn't have had any complaints because they had chance after chance after chance. Um, so in the end, probably a good point, but it's not going to be enough to get us back towards those playoffs, despite the fact they're still not out of reach currently.
2: Yeah, that's the strange thing is that I mean, we still have a chance, which is why I haven't joined Tom yet in writing us off. But I mean, any more performances like that yesterday, and we probably will quite soon, Ben, because the, the, the thing that worried me or concerns me most yesterday is the fact that you know, look, I mean defensively again we were we were being carved open a few times and Ben Amos made quite a few saves in that second half. But at least in other games we've actually looked quite dangerous and created chances. But that really dropped off yesterday. I think other than the goal and maybe a long range shot from Miller right at the end of the game, we didn't really look to create much and, and that was the thing that concerned me most, is that one thing that we have tended to be a little bit better at. We lost that completely yesterday. Now of course Lee Boya talks a lot about the conditions and, and we weren't there to you know, to to see quite how strong that wind was, though we did see some some goal kicks from Ben Amos. But, you know, as as Tom said, normally you've got to find a way to adapt. And and Fleetwood certainly did. They they found chances. And, you know, you could put it down to the fact that Fleetwood don't concede many at home. There was only, I think, the 10th goal they have conceded at home, the second lowest in League One when we scored yesterday. But, you know, normally we find a way and yesterday we didn't. And that, that, that stood out for me.
4: Yeah, you were kind of waiting in that second half for us to try and get the ball up the pitch and and turn it around on them because it, it was all them making the chances. And in recent weeks, that hasn't been the case. We've, we've either been let down by our defence or we kind of just slipped up in, in midfield letting through, whereas we have been creating chances. I mean, is that down to missing Forster Kasky and Chuck Saniki? Uh, does it show what a great job those two have been doing in the team that without them we were struggling to create chances? I, I don't know, but at the end of the day for me, the conditions were the same for both sides I'm sure Fleetwood aren't used to it being that windy every week, I mean, it obviously was the case yesterday uh, with, with the wind, but they managed to play for us every time, they played neat football on the floor, and we did that for the first goal, so you think they'll take confidence from that and go Look, great little passage of play between Miller and Martson and, and Shinny crossing it in. It was a low cross, which Jaden got down well to he, dive head header in. You think, OK, there you go. Good goal. Let's build from that. Like like we did in our last away game against Rochdale. That first half was brilliant. We created so many chances. We should have been about three or four nil up. But for some reason, we resorted back to booting the ball high up in the air to Jaden Stockley for him to head on. And it just you just couldn't do it in those conditions. And unfortunately, Ronnie Schwartz was trying to feed off scraps that if Jaden was heading it on. As said earlier, I thought a few people were knocking Ronnie for not t- doing much, not touching the ball much. But if he hasn't got the service there, then what can he do? I mean, you can Connor runs around a lot trying to make himself a nuisance. But at the end of the day, it wasn't kind of that game yesterday because the ball was at the other end. But yeah, as you said, it was quite worrying. And, and do we really miss Jake Forsyckowski taking us forward that much? Maybe we do, and maybe it needs a different formation to try and get us up the pitch a bit more. But yeah, as Tom said, it, it was boring, and we were just hoping that in it we could keep them out down one end and, and try and nick the point, because we certainly didn't deserve anything from the game, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, I was uh, delighted to come away with something out of that. I have to say. Right, let's have a listen to the highlights then on Valley Pass Live. Your commentators, as always, were Greg Stubbley and Terry Smith. Trying
5: to get it back to him, but uh, he's beaten to it, but Miller can pick it up for Charlton and then spread the ball to the left-hand side. And Martin, who's fairly centrally in, but uh, lovely ball into the into Miller, who's kept his run going. Corner of the penalty area. Goes back to Shinny. Shinny just uh, avoids one. Philippa player ball into the box for Stockley! And there's the opening goal for the Eriks! just short of six minutes in some lovely work between Miller and Shinny on the left-hand side and the ball into the pox was buried by Stockley. What a goal that, that is for Cholt.
6: Absolutely excellently worked on this left-hand side. Andrew Shinny was made permanent yesterday and you can see why it's a great play initially from Miller it goes back to Shinny lovely Cruyff turn and the ball in was superb with his left foot just an inviting cross and Stockley with a diving header converts Choln have the lead, but lovely Man football, for Hamble, nothing given, Vassell inside to Rossiter, backwards to Hill, Little forward looking for Vassell, again springs the offside trap and he's in the pounce area, turns, goes back to Batty, and Batty got it all wrong, I think he was going for goal but couldn't get out of his feet, and in the end it's easy for Ben Amos, but again Vassell's movement troubling, And the gets there first, forward. looking for Schwartz, he's headed away by Connolly, headed back into the Pounds area, might come the way of Smith, The Smith for the chances, saved
5: by the goalkeeper, well I needed to save as and well, and
6: then Hill clears, Ball still and play it John can pick it up through Martson,
5: yes. and everyone still still playing here.
6: Martin has the ball. Martson inside the pound here. Towards the edge comes to Miller. Miller controls onto his right foot. Miller is closed down. And we'll go out and play for a corner. But everyone switched off except here Martson
5: Catalogue of errors and now that now the Lights has put the flag up. What's he put
6: that up? Duffy. Duffy trying to take the ball past Shinny. Gets a toe on the ball, but Duffy still has it. Pushing the chalk penalty here to the edge of the looks at the one-two and Duffy got back on the end of it. And then Madden with the conversion. And Fleetwood a level, really nicely worked in the edge of the pounds here. One-two between Vassell and Duffy. Duffy managed to pick out Madden in the penalty area, totally free and an easy finish. Yeah, sloppy goal to concede. Really, for Charl- Actually batty to take. Decent looking delivery comes to Connolly, who perhaps could have done better. In the end it was a free header, low on the ground, he heads it towards goal and wide, but question marks amongst the champ defence as to how he got a free Headed header. Headed away by Oshalaja. and there is the half-time whistle yeah. left with Madden. Comes off Oshalaja, ball towards the penalty area, towards Vassell, he's onside, Vassell with the shot, it's parried away by Amos. Out. Batty on the edge of the penalty here. Batty turns, he's got Andrew to his left. Andrew the opportunity inside towards Vassell. It might come back to Vassell. It does save by Amos, and Watson can clear. Amos short to Oshalaja, out to the right to Gunter, and again Fleetwood are pressing high and trying, trying to get out the press. They can't do so as Gunter has been dispossessed, and a shot from Vassell and Amos diving down to his left. Another good save, and again Fleetwood with the opportunity.
5: Just can't get out of our uh, penalty area, basically. Just finding it really hard and uh, certainly trying to play it out it hasn't worked so far hill with the long throw, looking right into the penalty area and it's uh, madden who's chased it in there and he takes the touch amos with the save and that's a superb work from gunter to track back and clear it away before Vassell can pounce that Was a hell of a throw but yeah Challenge just caught napping comes stockley will challenge but camps uh, wins the header watson with the wins the second one and that is the final whistle
2: Welcome back then to Charlton Live. That was the highlights of the game yesterday from Valley Pass Live. Thanks to to Greg and to Terry. Um, yeah, well, if they made it sound a little bit more exciting than it feels uh, 24 hours later, but I mean the fact is, Tom. I mean, well, I mean this is where the slight disagreement between me and you is that you you think you you've seen enough already this season. I'm still clinging on desperately to a bit of hope. But as as I said before, the highlights, any 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 more like that. And I'll be joining you because that was really, really flat and, and sure we were missing key men, but you know, if we, we can't put in many more displays like that.
3: Yeah, I've definitely seen enough based on that. Um and I I think I said to you boys during the game yesterday, I'm just I don't know if it's kind of lockdown fatigue or having to watch it on telly when I'm used to being in the stadium or the performances themselves or or what it is, but I haven't enjoyed watching this team for a few weeks now um, and I think I've been kidding myself with the performances and, and kind of that that aspect of it and I think the, the regularity of the games you know there's still a, a kind of mental health aspect of when the game comes around on a Saturday you know it's something to look forward to but when I actually of it and the game kicks off there's very little to get excited about at the moment and I don't think many of our performances have been very good and again, I said on Thursday that I think the the result, the performances between the games we've won in recent weeks and the games we've lost, there isn't a lot of difference. I think the one comfort I've taken in recent weeks is we have looked a little bit more creative. Um, But yesterday's game, we didn't even show that. As you say, we had that shot, obviously the goal. I don't really remember any other opportunities where the keeper had to do anything. And and that's a concern, and I know I've kind of written us off already before going into that game, but I I didn't expect us to be as as dull and as flat as that. And of course, the conditions played a part. But as we all said prior to hearing the highlights, you know, you've got to adapt to them, and and we didn't really in that first half. We showed a bit of creativity, and then in that in that second half, I mean, like I said, it was one way traffic. It, it felt a bit like a the sort of drill you hear them do in training, where it's attack versus defense, because. We would either pass it around and get found out or we would try and lump it long, get caught in the air and come back. But uh, that cameraman must have had his camera focused on our half of the pitch for, what, 80% of that second half? The ball was barely in their half. And yeah, it's, it's concerning because we had three weeks where we didn't game or maybe two because the Pompey game got moved. And we said, look, there's a real opportunity there for Bose to get his players in and, and work them. Um, and obviously that I know there was the snow and the weather but I just expected us to to show a little bit more having dropped out of that top six now you want a team that are hungry that are going you know what we want to be back up there and I'm just not really seeing that at the moment I don't think I don't think it's lack of effort I just think I don't know I've just written this season off basically Um, and that's not necessarily a bad thing in, in the grand scheme of things I don't think but yeah it's just frustrating in the interim if we are just going to kind of tread water for the next however many games there are left. Um, so, yeah, just just a disappointing afternoon all round, really.
2: Mm, especially when it came on the back of that of that fine start that we had, Ben. You know, it was, it was a great move for the opening goal. Um, Andrew Shinney's little sort of uh, drop of the shoulder and, and made that little bit of space and, and delivered a glorious cross. And then Jaden Stockley the heads home. It was a fine goal. And, and again, I mean... When you see that in the opening exchanges, after what we, we've we done at Rochdale a couple of weeks ago, you're thinking, right, here we go. Let, let's go and put in that sort of performance again. But it, it's just how it dropped off after that. I don't really understand why that happened.
4: Yeah, I racking my brain's trying to work that out as well. It it just seemed like we were nullifying their threat when they came forward. Akin came back into the squad and, and when they were knocking it long for Madden, he, he kind of... You know, there was a couple of times when he just shepherded the ball out of play and we seemed quite comfortable at the back and at the front. Uh, up front, we were, we were passing around looking good. And then after about 15, 20 minutes, we were just slowly deteriorated through that half. And they, they uh, deservedly equalised. Good little passing move from them. One I felt pff, a couple of players should have done better. Uh, but we again, that didn't spark us into life. It, it just we seemed really flat, and even players that have really stood out in recent weeks, such as Liam Miller, even him, he just didn't seem uh, to be going for it yesterday. And Matt Smith just coming into the team, the game kind of bypassed him in the middle. Whereas, as I said earlier, I think maybe Forster Kasky had dictated the game for us a bit more in recent games, and. We maybe missed that yesterday, but we had the attacking threat of Markson, whereas Parrington's a bit more reserved going forward. And we just kept losing the ball. And he he seemed quite susceptible to making a mistake down that side. And again, as Tom's just said, I I can't put my finger on it because going forward is what we've been good at in recent weeks and scoring goals and and the odd chances. I can just think that we might have missed Forsterkowski. We missed Aniki and just not adapting to the conditions, playing it on the floor, little triangles to get us forward and just didn't seem to happen. And I was quite surprised that Giasimi never got brought on because I thought just drop some players back like him and at least he can run with the ball and take us forward rather than booting it up in the wind. But yeah, it never seemed to happen. But we never had control of that midfield. Even when Albie Morgan come on, it he couldn't get going or anything. So... Yeah, it was
2: uncharacteristic in that regard, I must say. Yeah, it was obvious in that second half that we did try and play it out from the back. The amount of goal kicks that we took short to try and make space, and then almost immediately play ourselves into trouble. I think at one point we gifted that Carl Vassell a, a decent chance, and, and again Amos made a save. It was a bit of a personal battle between him uh, and the, uh, the the striker there for Fleetwood, um, and w- which Amos came out on top. But I mean, you could see you could see they tried to switch things up a little bit. With the ball on the floor at the back, Tom, but it just, again, it just didn't work. We're, we're, we're too easy to press in possession yesterday as well.
3: Yeah, and, and let's not forget that this is a team who, Charlton, I'm talking about here, who have made mistakes, I don't know for how many weeks now, going back probably to mid November, at least every couple of games, if not every single game. Um, and so, as I've said plenty of times in that run, you know, man managers are going to use that. They're going to say, look, press them high, force them into mistakes because they've got it in them. And as I say, particularly in that second half, we did try and change it, but but nothing worked. They pressed us high. They they did what teams have done against us and, and we couldn't find a way around it. And I think that's, that's the kind of troubling thing. I think there are two kind of distinct ways of playing against us that are both very effective there is the sitting back deep and I don't think we've got enough quality or we certainly haven't shown enough quality to break a team down that do that and then there are teams that press us high and ultimately we end up making a mistake you know we've shown that time after time after time so unless you get a bit of a nothing team you know if a if we played a team that played like like Charlton did yesterday, I imagine that's the sort of team we'd love to play against. bit sluggish, not really pressing in groups, not really sure what their identity is. We'd probably pass our way through them and score a few goals. But there aren't many teams like us, unfortunately, in this league. I think everybody else has a much clearer sense of identity and a a clearer playing style. Um, And that goes back to the point, again, that I've made on Thursday and I've made a few times, and I think a few of us have, that... It's going to take time. Yes, Bowyer's been established here, but he hasn't been established under Thomas. There has been a high turnover of players, and yes, a lot of them have been here since kind of September, October time. But that's not a lot of time to to get a, a coherent style. I think if you look at the team that got promoted two years ago, there's a very clear philosophy of the way we wanted to play football, um, and even in the championship, I'd argue that we had a, a style. It wasn't quite enough. We knew the way we wanted to play, and. I don't really know what sort of a team we are this year, are we a team that lump it long to to target men, are we a team that try and play it through the thirds are we a team that go out wide to two pacey wingers um, so there are a lot of different options and I'm not sure we know what the best one is um, but you know I support Boyu in that I think he's shown plenty of times that tactically he will get that right uh, and that's why I just wonder if this is a bit of a treading water season which which obviously nobody wants but that kind of is is what supports a little bit more my thinking on what I said the other day because as you said there we just didn't really have any answers and Fleetwood were much the better side in that second half and and as I said earlier would have deserved to win the game had they gone on to do that. Um, So yeah just another frustrating day unfortunately.
2: Mm, Yeah and don't forget obviously a Fleetwood side that have only won once in I think it was about 12 games which was against Doncaster a couple of weeks ago obviously they've got the the new manager in, in, in Simon Grayson. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you'd still expect us to have performed uh, better. And, and, and in that second half, Ben, we had Ben Amos to thank. You know, he was uh, made a couple of saves from Vassell, one again from, from Madden as well. If, I mean, if there was going to be any side that scored in that second half, it, it was certainly going to be Fleetwood. And if, if we had gone down three or four-one, I don't think we really could have had any complaints.
4: No, we couldn't have. Uh, we have to thank Ben for keeping us in the game. Uh, there were a few comfortable saves he should be making, but there were a few where his reactions were spot on. There was a close range one, which he saved with his feet. I was just watched the highlights before we came on, and oh, there was a couple of times where it was us just giving the ball away from the back. And I think you mentioned it a few minutes ago, and he's screaming at the defenders. He can't believe it. They were just gifting them the ball. And, I think a couple of their shots were from outside the box, and he tipping and wide for, a, for corners and that. And yeah, he had to be on top of his game, and and it must be hard for him because the defence is chopping and changing in front of him, so he can't seem to get a relationship going with with the defence in front of him. Of course, yesterday it was Akin, um, before it was Jason Pierce and that. So yeah, he he stepped up yesterday, and yeah, I think he's had a good season so far. I've been in, impressed with him because, uh, said before. I've Last season, I think he was only used once in a game and, and not much for pre-season, but he's come in and, OK, throughout the whole game, so I can think of one or two goals he should have done better, but that's it. So he's had a good season and and we can thank him yesterday for, for keeping their their scoreline at one. And we walked away with a point, luckily. But, yeah, other than that, as I say, it was just it was just poor and we never created much to help him out, take the pressure off him.
2: Yeah, certainly. It's interesting, actually, what Ben says about um, Ben Amos's season. I've mean, I had a couple of tweets over the last few weeks asking perhaps whether he should have done a bit better with long-range shots. I mean, personally, I don't think he's, there's much more he could have done with. I mean, there's been a couple, like we said, that, that he should have done better with. I think, was it Swindon we we went behind too early at home uh, where he sort of let one slip through him? But overall, I don't think he's done too badly. I think when you're seeing that amount of long-range shots going in, people are trying to find the reason. But uh, for me, it's more that players aren't getting closed down rather than the goalkeeper, uh, Tom.
3: Yeah, I think everyone takes a portion of the blame but if we looked at each goal individually and said specifically what can the keeper do better here? I think you're right, there's probably three or four over the season and that's probably the same for I would say the majority of keepers, if you get a keeper who maybe should have done better with five or six goals over a season, you'd probably say, well do you know what, that's not the end of the world um, You know, He hasn't stood out as one of our better players in, in recent weeks but that's because we've conceded a lot of goals and all of them take responsibility for that. But I, I don't think he's been bad at all. And as we've said, he made a couple of crucial saves yesterday to to make sure that we still got a point. So, yeah, I, I'm not really one for just pointing the finger of blame anyway. I think it's a collective effort. Um, but certainly the goals we've conceded recently are, are not not his. I've got no, no problem with him as our number one keeper. I, I'm guessing Maynard Brewer's injured because he hasn't been on the bench for a little while, but we've seen him a couple of times in the pizza i think it was in the pizza trophy i saw him play um so he's good backup as well i don't know whether he'll get more game time next season if if he's still around at the club but ben amos is a good keeper for sure and the the team as a whole are in just a bit of a not even a bad run just a bit of an odd run at the moment where yeah you know there's no consistency in our performances and that can filter through to the keeper as well just because he's not getting his foot on the ball and passing it around like most of the rest of the team, you know, it, it's a mentality thing as well and, th- and that feeds through across the whole team. So, yeah, I don't I don't hold him any more responsible than any of the other players. If we do look at the goal yesterday and we were talking about this off-air at the start, both Benji and I said uh, it was Shinny who, who lost his man. Um, so I think it was, you know, if you are going to point the blame, there are people you'd point out before Ben Amos.
2: Yeah, certainly. Um, uh, Obviously, great to see Akin Fainwo back in the side yesterday, Ben. And he, he looked fairly, fairly solid. Um, You know, it'd be interesting to see what sort of uh, part he plays over the next few weeks, if he can really make an impact in making us look a little bit more of a rigid unit once more at the back.
4: Yeah, I like him. Uh, I think we have missed him. He's quite a confident character. As I said earlier, there was a couple of times in the game where he just used his body and uh, did the ball out of play but what i like about him is when he has been together with ryan Innis, he's quite good at playing the ball out from the back and he didn't do that yesterday but um his range of passing has, has been quite good and yeah look he's going to be rusty which he was yesterday he's only played a couple of under 23 games but uh yeah it was nice to see him back because we have missed him and i thought he did okay it's obviously hard to say uh, as Tom was saying earlier about Amos, it's hard to say a player's done really well when, when they haven't kept the clean sheet, but, but he, he kept them out a few times with some good defending and um, yeah, hope for more of the same from him. And uh, yeah, if, if it's him and Deji at the back, they have to strike a partnership up. But I think you guys mentioned it last week when I wasn't on the show uh, and I know Tom's mentioned it a few times. if we want to go on this so-called run or even if we want to just draw some positives to go forward until another season we need to keep a defense the same like it's, it's no good changing that back five i know we're not going to change the keeper but changing those defenders week in week out if they don't build up those partnerships together they're never going to keep the clean sheets or they're always going to keep making mistakes or not knowing where each other are going to be we need to keep it together. I know yesterday, look, we conceded. I wouldn't blame the defence so much for the goal yesterday. But otherwise, if we get a clean sheet Tuesday and then stick with that defence, let's stick with them and let them draw some confidence together. And if we keep changing it up, then it doesn't help. So now he's back in there. I don't think Innes is going to be back for a few weeks. So let's stick with it and try and get some uh, cohesion going there.
2: Excellent stuff. Right, let's hear from Lee Bayer, then the Addicts boss. I spoke to him after yesterday's draw up at Fleetwood and asked him what he made of the performance. Horrible
7: game. Um, Horrible to watch, I think. Conditions made it that way. Uh, But you get a point, tough place to come. They were a good side. They were in the playoffs last year, so... um, so Yeah, I don't think it was very pretty. A bit of a battle all over the pitch. Um, I thought they played the conditions better than us, um, but overall, uh,
2: take a point and, and
7: get ready for Tuesday.
2: And I guess you have Ben Amos to thank for that point as well. Where you seem to be having a personal battle at times with Carl Vassell and, and made some good saves to keep your side in that in that second half.
7: Yeah, um, like I said, I think they played the conditions better than us, so they the creating chance here and there. Um, we tried to play out from the back as well because of the wind, as you see at the end there, Ben's kicks like they're not even getting halfway up up our half. So uh, so that's why I was trying to encourage them. Look, you're going to have to be brave and try and play out. But sometimes that was just inviting unnecessary pressure onto ourselves. So um, that's an important thing. We, we didn't lose the game. Uh, something to build on. We ain't gonna come in in them conditions all the time, are we? So there's no protection here at the stadium from, from the wind. So uh, so yeah, take a point and get home.
2: Were you disappointed you weren't perhaps able to take advantage of that of that great start another another goal for Jaden?
7: Yeah, it disappointed me that we our quality on the ball wasn't wasn't its normal self today. Um, again, I think the conditions played that made it more difficult. Like, you know, some of the balls that the defenders are trying to drop into the strikers they are just going straight over their heads, and we just didn't adapt to it very well. Um, we crossed the one cross that we did put in Jaden scores. Um, you have to recognize them, them situations, and think, okay, that's what we have to work on. That's something that we were talking about during the week. Um, Unfortunately, we just couldn't get enough passes together. Like I just felt it was a really, really scrappy game. And and uh, neither team really put more than five passes together. So, so yeah, uh, disappointed. And, and the goal I was disappointed with. Um, striker finds himself free, 12 yards out with no one around him. Should be marked. Should be marked. Can't just have a free shot. So, um, that disappointed
2: me. It came down that, that left-hand side. We saw Ian Markson come back into the side today and then he he, he had to go off. Um, was it midway through the second half? Was, was he all right or was that just a, a tactical switch? Well,
7: just tactical. I thought he, he found it tough today. Um, he was playing against a quick, powerful, strong lad. Uh, and I felt he... he was finding it a bit tough, um, so, yeah, so that's why why I made the change.
2: It's great to see Akin back in. Obviously, he's had a long time out, and during the week, it didn't sound like he was going to get a chance to start. But he was given that today. What did you what did you make of his performance? And has he come through it okay?
7: Uh, I thought he done well. I, I thought um, I think he made us better, solid. Solid performance for someone that's been out for so long. Um, So, yeah, I'm I'm pleased I played him. I'm pleased he's come through it even more so. Uh, So, yeah, just got to see how he goes in the next couple of days. Um, We'll be in tomorrow, obviously, with the game Tuesday. So, it's just how he recovers, really. But he's got to be be sensible. He's been out a long time. So... uh, the most important things he got through
2: it and he and looked quite comfortable well, I, I don't know if you'd see this as, as points dropped or a, or a point gained because of the way the, the game went but you know looking at the table um with, with with the playoff situation as it is obviously Charlton dropping out over the last couple of weeks I guess you, you can't have too many more performances where you don't create as many chances as, as, as we've seen over the last few weeks I thought that was that was the thing that stood out for me today is that Charlton didn't create the chances they normally did so You'll be hoping there won't be too many more displays like that.
7: Yeah, yeah. Obviously, we work hard all week on uh, playing from back to front and uh, and creating chances. And like you said, the last few weeks, we've, we've been doing that a lot. But again, I'll point down to the conditions. We didn't put maybe four or five passes together today. We never do that. So, uh yeah. That, that disappointed me, the, the amount of opportunities that we created. But what um, we can do is keep working hard and, and trying to do the right things because we all want to try and try and push for that top six.
2: And then how are you seeing that playoff race now? I think that the other teams are starting to catch up in terms of games played. Obviously, there's still a couple of games in hand for sides below us. So, you know, how are you sort of assessing the, the season and your, and your chances at this moment? I guess it's a more realistic um, target for you, or you know, a more realistic league table to look at now.
7: Yeah, it's it's starting to balance out a bit, isn't it? And we're probably in and around where I expected us at the start of the season. I said it was going to be tough. Um, everybody just expects you to because you get relegated and that's it. You get straight back up. It's not like that. Um, I've said it before and I'll say it again. It's, there's teams that have been building building for, for the last two, three, four, five years to, to try and get out of this division. Um, we had a lot of things that, that happened to us uh, in the last year, 18 months, and um, we had to rebuild. And the squad now, today, we um, I think we can compete. But when you give teams head starts, then it makes it more difficult. But I still believe that we, if we do the right things, then then we're we're we'll be in and around it. I think.
2: Just just one for me. I feel like we've covered pretty much everything. But um, in terms of looking at the positives today, obviously, in the last sort of 25 minutes, half an hour of that game, Fleetwood were kind of the ones pushing for for a win. And obviously the conditions played a big part in that. Do you think the team will take some confidence from the fact that you didn't lose the game and you managed to get a point from a situation that seemed maybe you wouldn't end up or in the past few weeks? Maybe you would have ended up losing that game. Uh,
7: no no there's not really much positive to take from it because we didn't play well um, the, the, yeah we've got a point and there's something to build on and work on Like it's, it's another away game that we, we haven't been beat so no positives. The, the biggest positive I'm taking is that Akin just come through 90 minutes that's, that's my biggest thing that's what I'm taking from this so uh, obviously I would like us to play better but we didn't So now it's all over. You you assess it and and why. You ask questions why. Um, I question myself um, all the time. As hard as I push the players, I push myself. So, um, but yeah, we've got a point uh, against a good side away from home. So. but the, the, the one thing is that Atkins played 90 minutes and where he's okay. So that's, that's good.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello Fresh.
6: the far post. Innes jumps, heads down, Bogle touchdown down, Prattley! Yeah!
5: Smacks That's
6: it in! And Charlton take the lead. That's a really well-worked corner. Innes with the head down, Bogle touches it and Darren Prattley, the substitute, just smacks it into the roof of the net.
0: Charlton
2: Live. Right, welcome back to Charlton Live. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. Just for the break there, we heard from uh, the Addicts boss, Lee Bowyer, uh, after yesterday's one all draw-up at Highbury Stadium against Fleetwood. Um, I mean, Tom, <laughs> quite a few people sort of mentioned it yesterday. He, he, I know he sounds down all the time, even when we've won games, but he, he, he sounded very flat yesterday, didn't he? Uh, you know, talking about the wind and probably quite pleased to come away with a point after, after a disappointing performance. Um, I mean... You know, it's a debate that's going to go on and on now for for a while, and we've got plenty of emails on on both sides of it once more. But you know, he between now and the end of the season, I mean, he, he probably does have to persuade Thomas that he is the right man to take us forward after. Um, hundred percent. Yeah, there'll be bits that, he've seen, that, that he's seen. Oh, since he's come in, Thomas, that he won't be pleased with. There'll be bits he w- he will be pleased with, and of course he'll have other bits in his mind. But like, that's what that's what I'm just saying, like this performance yesterday. I mean, it is, it, it, uh, and I know we haven't been playing as well as we could have been, but that like, yesterday really stood out for me. And Bo will really have to make sure that doesn't happen again.
3: Yeah, he uh, uh, he's he's obviously been at the club before as a player, and we know about his history and his relationship with the club, but that doesn't give you a free pass by any stretch. I think it buys you some time, for sure, and you're probably treated a little bit better than if you came for, from completely outside the club. I also think he has been bought some time because he has only had less than six months with an owner who has actually supported him and backed him. And I think in any meeting that he has with Thomas, if Thomas was to ever question whether where Boya can take this team, he's got a... a sort of portfolio of work, if you like, over the past three or four seasons that stacks up pretty well at this level. Um, you know, and I I see both sides of the argument and I see people break down some of these points, but the truth is he put a squad together that got us promoted. He he did some good things in the championship in very difficult circumstances. And let's not forget we were a minute away from the end of the season of staying up. And I think probably if a couple of things have gone our way, if certain people had decided to see out their contracts, then uh, I think we would have stayed up, not comfortably, but certainly it wouldn't have gone down to the final day. So I think he deserves time. Certainly, I, you know, I don't think I need to explain this to anyone listening, but I'm certainly of the opinion that he needs next season to see what he can do. But you're right, performances like that, it, it does create more questions. And we've got a fan base who are, expecting and rightly so because we are a a decent club at this level um we've got money now we've got backing but it does take time unfortunately and we have to be patient in that um and I think Thomas will be I know there's kind of an issue at the moment where people messaging him straight after the game and obviously he's on social media which I think is brilliant but does open him up to hearing from lots of people when their emotions are running high at at the full-time whistle but I'd like to think that he's a, uh, you know, patient and logical enough to think. Well, do you know what? We'll give it another summer. I think Stephen, Steve Gallen, and and Boja have proven that they're recruitment wise that they do a good job. I think we've got the nucleus of a good squad coming together. But this will probably be another summer. I think Boyer's already mentioned it, where we're going to have a high turnover of players and. Until you get that sort of consistency, it's the same with the back four point that Benji made. Until you get some sort of consistency in the squad, it, it ain't going to happen. And you look at the side that did go up two years ago; that was a lot of that was built on the side that had been here the year before, with a few key additions. And that's what we have to do, unfortunately, and, and that takes time. Um, and obviously, people like Albie Morgan aren't quite at the stage where, like a Joe Aribo was that year, for example. Um, And people like Ben Watson coming in aren't quite like Josh Cullen. So like for like across the squad, we are down, I would say, on quality. But that doesn't mean that we can't get a philosophy over the back half of this season, an idea of what we want, an identity, as I spoke about earlier, and then give it a real good go next year. Um, And if we scrape up into the playoffs this year, because as I say, it's still mathematically very possible, then then even better. But I I think I went back to the point about being bored and, and struggling with watching it on telly and the lockdown and everything. I think people... Football is one of the few things people have to look forward to at the moment. And so if we're not winning games and we're not being entertained, you kind of question what you're doing with it all, really. And so I think there's probably a lot of fans in that camp. But for me, Boyer's the right man. For lots of people, Boyer isn't. Um, But I'm sure Thomas will make that decision logically. He won't rush to any conclusions. And that's what gives me confidence going forward, whichever way he decides to go.
2: Mm, Yeah, Ben, I mean, you haven't been on for a couple of weeks. So your views on the current managerial situation and the questions that are being asked do you, do you think baia should should be given this chance to have a have a proper run at a, a transfer window where there's no embargo no wage cap no roland Duchatelet? uh
4: i do i think he should i'd I definitely st- stick with him to the end of the season it depends if there's more performances like yesterday uh whether i'd then give him the summer to rebuild because i say yesterday was uncharacteristic in a way that I think we have looked good going forward I mean we've said it numerous times on this show that that's not been the problem us attacking it's been at the back with mistakes Um and I agree with what Tom says I think Head says that we can't go up this year because we're too inconsistent, Heart says like like yourself are saying that look we have got some really good players in this squad, I mean Thomas I think you mentioned it on the pod on Thursday. He was on a a podcast, not the top 20 podcast, talking about our chances for the season. And he said on there that he thought man for man, we had the best team in League One. And yeah, I, I agree in aspects of that. I think certain players that we've got are some of the best in their positions in the league. But as Tom just mentioned there, it's about having... That regular team, it's about those players coming together as a team and working together as a team and it working together. I mean, yes, they are Jaden Stockley, great striker, great in the air, with Ronnie Schwartz. Okay, we've not seen so much of him, just what he's like on paper. But realistically, they, they should be such a great partnership. But it didn't work because his headers weren't connecting with Ronnie's runs, etc. etc. There's a lot to build on. Um, but I, I certainly wouldn't get rid of Boyer now. I just think we're as football fans, we're very quick to judge and quick to expect things to happen. I mean, say we sack Boyer tomorrow, what do we expect the new guy to come in? And who do we expect that new guy to come in? If if fans then their aspect, uh their aspirations then hope that this guy will get us playoffs, and then he doesn't, then we're we're just. Rolling around a recurring theme that we expect too much so quickly from a major upheaval off the pitch that then we're going to, what, get rid of that manager because he didn't get us playoffs. I I definitely stick with Bayer because it just... Otherwise, we'll go back to Roland days of keep changing managers and, and nothing changing and then wondering why. I mean, our history, it has been doing well when a manager's been at the helm for a long time and having that stability. We've got that stability off the pitch now let's try and stick with the bad times a little bit now this season, the sticky times, and and try and slowly get that uh, consistency off the pitch then, and that stability.
2: Mm, yeah, it's funny, actually, I was thinking yesterday, because uh, I know a lot of people pointed out that Carl Robinson's Oxford United side are above us in the, in the table now with a couple of games in hand as well. But I think there would have been quite a few Oxford fans who would have had Carl... Uh, gone when they were rock bottom of uh, of League One, either the start of last season or the season before that. They had a, they had a really tough start to a season, uh, but they stuck with him and, and he's doing well. So yeah, there's, there's nothing to say that couldn't happen for, for Bo, especially considering he, he's, he's he's had a good run uh, at this club beforehand uh, as well. Let's have a look at some of the tweets and emails that have come in. As I said, uh, as always, we get plenty more, more so when we lose than when we win Uh, because people really want to get stuff off their chest the first one in is from ben lewis he says maybe we are overachieving Uh, as strong as our squad is we are not dominating games so frustrating to watch every week not pushing on and killing off games happy with boya but maybe we need a change in tactics because promotion uh, is slipping away robert crouch says where do i start we were looking disjointed lacking confidence cohesion and the opposition know this Uh, this league is a battle and we have to do exactly that to get ourselves further up the table. I thought and Stockley did well, uh, but as positives go, uh, that was about it. Obviously, Boyer has told the players to play it out on the floor at times uh, from the back. Uh, but come on, guys, you're pros. If it's uh, if it's not on, don't play it. Simple. Everyone could see Fleetwood for pressing high, and trouble was on the horizon. A lucky point, yeah. But then, obviously, as we saw, it, the problem was when when uh, Amos tried to send it long, he was getting caught in the wind as well. So it was a bit of a catch-22 situation there. Right, Tom Brownley. Uh, says the second half was one of the worst halves of football i've seen this season using the wind as an excuse was poor from boya uh, as it is the same for both sides the games are running out uh, to go on this elusive run that everyone keeps going on about we need to start winning games now uh, gordon watson said it was a dire performance and a lucky point to be honest every game boya seems to find another excuse the wind the pitch a loud opposition manager uh, certain players bottling tackles are not tracking back the home fans not singing Weldy's wondering what it'll be next week yeah i mean Bayer did concentrate quite a bit on the win tom and we have you know mentioned it did it did appear to hold up goal kicks but you know i mean fleetwood found a way around it didn't they
3: yeah i think you the email earlier made the point that we tried to play out from the back and they pressed us high and so the natural thing when a team presses you high is to go long and try and beat that press um, and expose the fact that all their players are high up the pitch. And every time we tried to do that, it blew back. But as, as you've just said, they had that in the first half and they managed to find a way around it. And so, yeah, it it goes back to that point I've made a couple of times on the show already that I'm not sure we know what our style and our identity is. Um, And we also need to be able to cope under conditions like that. You think back to the, the Peterborough game where we got ourselves ahead and then couple of times I can't remember if the goals directly came as a result of it but there were a few times where we were just trying to play our passing game in the middle of midfield and it was bobbling and people couldn't control it and we lost possession so many times on the turnover there as a result so I think it's difficult really I don't think we adapted well yesterday obviously the wind was a factor behind the way we performed but I don't think you can just use it as an excuse because as I say Fleetwood managed to find a way around that and you got so many like memes during the rounds today. Of Salah falling down in the wind yesterday for the in the uh, Merseyside derby and him trying to blame the winders, and he didn't. But people saying, "Oh, it must have been the wind." I think once you start sort of saying that, it, it all becomes a bit silly, really. You know, it is just it is just wind. Players should be able to go out there and find a style of football that works. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, we couldn't yesterday. So I don't think that's a, a good enough excuse as to why we didn't win the game. Mm,
2: right. Uh, next tweet. Uh, In is from Dan, says that I've always been an optimist and although the season is far from over, I can't help but feel we may be in League One for another season. While it's great that Fameware is back, we can't excuse the poor defending in recent weeks and yesterday was just dire all over the pitch. Uh, Mother says we're ninth at the moment and the table doesn't lie. A really well-worked goal was the only highlight of a pretty poor disjointed display and it sums up our season. Boya is already lowering fan expectations. I don't think he believes that this squad is good enough to get us promoted. Ian says, a really awful game to watch. We were terrible uh, in possession uh, after getting that first goal. Bing, uh, pinging a long ball after long ball would have thought uh, we, uh, it would click with the players, that it was, but it wasn't working. Our left-hand side needs to be assessed. Too many goals are coming from that side. The most worrying thing is that performance and desire from the players in the second half. We weren't winning any first or second balls in the second period. Uh, if we are going to get this playoff place, it's going to be one hell of an ugly slog to reach it. That's from long-suffering Addict. Addie Ian. Uh, Paul says, considering how badly we played for 80 minutes and our struggles with the conditions in the second half, we have to see that uh, as a point gain. Yeah, I agree with that. Charlton fan uh, 204 says we're looking like a Sunday League team uh, at the moment. Yeah, not my job. Uh, says, uh, well, I, I enjoyed the pre-game chat at least. Yeah, a lot of people been saying that. You know, brownie and curves is the only the only thing you look forward to at the moment on a on a Saturday afternoon.
4: Yeah, I think I tweeted the same. I was hoping that uh, going down memory lane would have gone on all afternoon. Great stories. And I mean, one of our famous victories they spoke about for a while when we beat Arsenal 4-2 and the tactics that went behind that and talking about certain individuals, Klaus Jensen, one of them. Just great to hear the insight. I don't think we've really heard um, much from Kerbs before this season about that squad and the success he brought us. So... Yeah, it was great to hear, and Steve Brown is a really good analyser of the game, breaking it down, and he actually, one point he made in the first half was Shinny kind of drifted away from that left-hand side and didn't really help Martson out, um, which I hadn't thought about, and we didn't rectify that, really. We didn't help having that extra person there to help him. But, yeah, two two Charlton legends um, talking about the game and another excellent service, and, yeah, let's hope that uh, sometimes they can just put them back on instead of watching that boring
2: second half. Yeah, right. Uh, Next tweet uh, comes from uh, Michael, says, uh, yes, the point was enough. I think we're basically safe from relegation now uh, this season. Yeah, Mina says, I'm struggling to recall a worse Charlton side uh, than the current one, even if we do make the playoffs. I do remember an Andy Nelson side back in the early 80s uh, when professional players were dropped for a crop of 16-year-olds. Uh, as the old pros were no longer trying. Yesterday's performance was dire. How about us having a shot and scoring a Weldy instead of hitting the seats in row Z, nine miles wide uh, of the goal? My only desire says the lack of passion and fighting this team is very concerning. Uh, one thing that Bojo has always been able to do is get the players up for each game, but that's no longer happening. If we had the fight and passion with these players, we would be in the top six and not in ninth. Richard said that one of the worst football matches I've ever seen. Admittedly, the conditions were appalling. Uh, but one side coped well using their brains and the others didn't. Uh, no idea how we escaped with a point from that performance. Stewart says things need to change. I've backed Boya for a long time, but something simply has to change now. And then Dan says, is it just, it just isn't good enough. All the people seem to do is make excuses for Boya. When if there was any other manager, they would be calling for his head. Things need to change. Get a new man in and give him time to assess the squad. See what needs, uh, could even maybe make a push on. Uh, this season as well. Right let's have a quick break we still got your emails to come to as well we'll have a quick look ahead to the Burton game as well but we'll be back here on Charlton Live in 30 seconds.
5: To doing exactly that almost gets the ball off he doesn't know where it is Williams picks it up and he in the box can he touch it in the swords he can't he yes first goal for the onyx and it's a stormer what a finish
6: from the new boy
5: Charlton Live
2: Right, welcome back to Charlton Live. Uh, just a quick reminder as well, don't forget, I think Monday is the last day you can vote for us in the Football Supporters Association uh, Club Podcast of the Year. Uh, award category, we've been nominated. Uh, one of six uh, podcasts uh, nominated, so uh, make sure you get on and vote. We've left the link uh, on our Twitter page and our Facebook page and in the blurb for this podcast that you're listening to now. Uh, so make sure you go on there and just click and vote. Um, and uh, yeah hopefully we'll, we'll have a chance of uh, well there's some big big clubs in there so we've got to give ourselves the best chance so make sure you click on it right now uh, and go and vote for Charlton Live as your favourite podcast right a few more messages uh to come to you. Lawrence says hi guys uh, well I've just finished watching Charlton I haven't watched them now for a few weeks I'm now seeing whatever um Tom was seeing uh, I think simply we're not good enough this year from that Fleetwood game I see a team that is not able to turn games from draws into wins I don't blame Boya. I think it's entirely reasonable to think that this year we would struggle, considering everything, uh, and we would be in transition. In my view, now we need to build, uh, to look to build a team for next season that will make a good go at the top two. Bo needs a transfer window with no restrictions, and well, we go again. So, Lawrence joining Tom there uh, in the uh, no playoffs club. If the, not, not the most fun club, Tom. If you're being honest, but you know, something to do in it.
3: Better than that game yesterday, I'll tell you that. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, Right next email comes in from Steve uh, Battered by the Cod Army I've supported Charlton for 35 years Sometimes the faith gets tested And this game was certainly a trial Uh, And the verdict is that we were guilty of giving the ball away Guilty of silly fouls that gave away possession And guilty of a lack of composure and desire Shocking performances from Martson, Gunter, Smith and Schwartz Then Washington, Watson and others came on who were arguably even worse You can't blame the windy conditions As we were battered by the Cod Army Who adapted better and hemmed us in. The only plus was Fainwell's return, without whom we would have had left with nothing. Fleetwood were robbed, as was my bank account, the worst £10 I've spent since, well, the Valley Pass for last week's game against Gillingham. That's from Steve. Uh, cheers, Steve. Yeah, it certainly probably didn't quite get your money's worth yesterday, unfortunately. Right, McSquared uh, says, Hi, guys. I've no idea how much the awful conditions played a part in our performance at Fleetwood, but let's face it, we were dreadful on the day and lucky to come away with a point. Fleetwood outfought us all over the park, If it wasn't for Amos in the second half, we would have been dead and buried. It was one of the, uh, without a doubt, one of the worst performances of the season. Far too many of our players seem to be having an off day. Um, Also adds that you can't use the wind as an excuse. Um, And then says that the only positive is that Chooks will be available for Tuesday. We now seem unable to perform without him in the side. And the same goes for Forrester Kaskis. It's beginning to look like making the playoffs is indeed a very long shot. Cheers for that McSquare Duncan said, Um, I've got mixed emotions after watching the game against Fleetwood, a mixture of disappointment and relief. Disappointment because we didn't handle the conditions better than Fleetwood we were only able to put one move together of any quality uh, when we did score that fantastic goal and we couldn't hold on to the lead uh, because Shinny switched off but the relief was that we came away with a point which we could have easily lost. Uh, We didn't lose too much ground on the playoff places. In fact we even gained a point on Portsmouth and that Fainwell is back. if And it's a big if if we can turn our home form around then a point at Fleetwood is not a disaster, but we have to win on Tuesday and Saturday. And then Duncan does add that he thinks he's changed a noticed a change in Bowe's demeanour this season. Whether he doesn't have the confidence in the squad or he is tired, he doesn't seem that confident that we will finish in the top six. In previous seasons, or at this time of the season, he said we will finish in the playoffs. Especially the season took over, and last season he said we will stay up. I haven't heard him say that season. He sounded really uh, flat. On Valley pass again after the game yeah what did you make of Bo's demeanor I mean I felt I thought he felt a bit deflated as well afterwards Ben I don't know I don't know what you thought of that
4: to be fair I only listened to about two minutes of it and then I switched off but no I know what you mean he did seem a bit down normally he's got a bit I we didn't lose so he should have been a bit positive about that I guess considering that we probably should have lost um But yeah, I was trying to ride that positivity train there from that uh, email. We have got a couple of home games coming up now. I know our home form has been poor, but come on, let's ride the positivity train. Get Boya going um, and start Jayasimi. You you signed the guy, you spoke some good things about him. He's not going to get better if you keep giving him 20-minute cameos off the bench or not bringing him off the bench at all like yesterday. Start him, let's go attack him. And let's go on this run. Let's win two own games in a row and and smash it up. Come on.
2: <laughs> the positivity train derailed weeks ago, Ben. I didn't. I'm shocked by that. But yeah, okay. We're trying. Try and keep positive, right? Phil says, "Hi guys. It's ironic that we've gone from a manager who could talk his way out of any situation in Carl Robinson to one who looks totally bereft of any ideas on what to do next." Yes, the wind was terrible, but in the second half, at least Fleetwood tried to play some football. Our passing accuracy was 61 percent the third worst in League One that uh, we keep hearing how good training has been really Boyer may not be sacked before the end of the season but Jed Roddy and Thomas Sangard must be having second thoughts about giving him any money in the summer PS Phil uh, so sorry for Scott Minto and Curves having to talk about what this team is is serving up yeah it must make it difficult to, to analyze post-match right uh, hello to Jonathan West says hi from Jonathan West from the Upbeats um, hoping that Lee Bowyer uh, and all the players and the fans can find their way to get into the playoffs. Yeah, hoping hoping, but not expecting, unfortunately, John. Um, uh, Phil, Phil then comes back and says, could we be heading for our lowest ever league place in this season? Well, the way it's going, I'm guessing so, but let's hope it doesn't come to that. Right, Carl says, uh, Tom spoke very well on Thursday about how he felt the season was going, uh, and then the team and management serve up a performance like that to back up his points. In my opinion, that second 45 was one of the worst I have seen. Uh, I understand the conditions were difficult, but it's the same for both teams, and we didn't have Fleetwood pinned in their half in the first half. Uh, We have no idea how to work it into space and nearly gave away a suicidal second uh, on at least three occasions. The tactic of just lumping it long to Stockley was just awful to watch in the first half, the ball ran out of play, and in the second half, it didn't get beyond the halfway line. Boya talked about us getting crosses into the box, but our approach play didn't allow for that. I am continuing to see... Mixed messages. There's been lots of debates within Charlton circles, but with the Boyer in and Boyer out crowds and the level of entitlement, I don't believe many of our fans have had this level of entitlement. But we do have levels of expectations. I expect us to go to Fleetwood and give it a good go and look for a win. And I don't believe the team or Boyer are meeting these expectations at the moment. That's from Carl. Cheers, Carl. A couple more emails as well. Um, Steve says, "Good evening, gents." Um, I agree with Lee Bowyer about Chutland overachieving. I had Chutland down to finish in mid-table this season. They were never going to get promotion after the summer we had. Can they still do it? Yes. Will they do it? Highly unlikely on current form. Um, And considering their last eight games and all against teams currently in the top 10, Ipswich 12. uh, 12. So let's see this season out, good or bad. It's... It is not in Thomas Sangard's room at the moment to change the manager. We will sit down with you, Bayer in the summer, set targets, invest where necessary, to be assessed at the end of December, and then and make the hearings for the running right, right right season right, and the club, time and time right again. Thomas and the underdog, right and if you're and club. And do you know what? So do I. That's the thing. There you go. That's the positivity train for you, Benji, calling at all stops to Championship football in two years' time. Uh, hopefully we'll all be uh, boarding that bad boy. Uh, Right. Nick Lampy says, Hi, guys. Hope you're well. For me, I feel that a point away is always a good point, but can't help feeling that teams like Fleetwood, uh, we should be picking up all three. At the end of the day, we were lucky to come away with a point, created nothing after the first goal. One of the perils of scoring early. Uh, We are in rebuild mode and we go again. Uh, We didn't deserve to win, but I'll take the point. That's from Nick. Yeah. More positivity there. You know, I mean, it is a point at the end of the day on the road and, you know, it keeps us, we've only lost what one in five or so on the road, which is, which is a something to, from that I guess but we need need to turn a few more of those into it uh, Phil says uh, becoming a bit tedious to keep on talking about disappointing results we're definitely missing Jake in the midfield whenever he's not available we never seem to be able to press high uh, or win uh, the ball in midfield Uh, talk of the conditions whilst clearly difficult were the same for both sides and Fleetwood uh, obviously be more used to it than us but surely professional footballers should be able to work out uh, with the wind behind us in the first half and long balls going out for a goal kick at the other end more than once that we needed to play shorter balls. And uh, when using the long ball, do it with more finesse. Uh, we continued to overhit everything. And uh, in the second half, we needed to play the ball out quicker, not allowing the high press to create so much pressure on the man with the ball. Let's hope we can get these issues sorted in time for Tuesday. We need to start getting some results at home. Right, two more quick emails and we'll uh, quickly look ahead to Burton because we've run out of time. Uh, Steve says hi chaps I'm trying to find the words to describe that performance I'm going to go for unprofessional to see the lack of effort and heart that we saw yesterday from the team was unacceptable and to see us just giving the ball away and mindlessly lumping the ball forward for the whole game was depression I'm not sure what's happened has Boja given up Have the players stopped playing for him is it a confidence are the tactics wrong I don't know but something needs to change stick together though that's from Steve cheers Steve and then finally Jordan It says, Hi guys, I'm a big fan of Boya, but there's no getting around the fact that yesterday was a terrible performance by the addicts. Conditions aside, I thought the team really struggled to get going and lacked any creativity. Having said that, I've now stopped going on social media after games. When Sandgard came in, I saw many Charlton fans writing endless comments to him, saying things like, We don't expect promotion every year, or we're not a demanding fan base. I know the negative voices can sometimes seem the loudest but by some of the comments online you would think we're in some sort of relegation scrap I feel the playoffs are still in play for us despite this poor run of form Uh, although I would accept it it, we would have to turn things around and quickly we have a manager who's shown real dedication to the club and proven he's able to get us out of this league even if it was now out of reach for us this season I feel confident with the backing of Thomas in the summer window that Boya, Jacko and Gallon could build a team for us uh, to get us out of here next year love the show hoping to see things turn around with a win on tuesday that's from jordan clark cheers jordan yeah and um hopefully that will be the way things go right let's uh we've gone over time again as we always do at the moment with the amount of emails uh we're getting in thanks to all of you who have though emailed studio at charltonlive.co.uk uh, or tweeted at charltonlive live if you want to have your say don't forget we're back on thursday so plenty of time for more tweets and emails but um yeah looking ahead burton oh tom I'm just getting flashbacks of what happened at the Pirelli Stadium a couple of months ago now. And if that happens again on Tuesday, then there will be some questions to ask back in November. Obviously, that 4-2 defeat uh, up there. I mean, let's say it again. We have to start putting a run together. So where a better place to start? If we couldn't do it three months ago and we couldn't do it at Fleetwood, where a better place to start than at home against the bottom side in the division? I mean, if you can't win that
3: one, then you're really in trouble, aren't you? Yeah, I know they've had a little upturn of form since since Jimmy Floyd. had. So Bank came back into them, but uh, I think obviously a heavy loss at the weekend was it to Sunderland, I think. Um, but as we were saying before the show, big Joshy Parker's there and you wouldn't you'd half expect him to bang in a hat trick at the Valley, wouldn't you? So look, they're not going to make it easy for us, that's for sure. I, I can't imagine there will be as many errors that we create as we did up there because that was about as bad as it got. But yeah, that one was just one of those crazy games, wasn't it? I think I'd probably take a roller coaster like that over the boring performance we had yesterday, uh, whichever way it goes. But no, looking at it again, it goes back to what we keep saying about on paper. It's a, it's a very winnable game, but the game's not played on paper. So, yeah, we need something to try and improve our home form. And as you say, bottom of the league is a good place to start. So look, I'll be paying my money and watching it again, despite my, <laughs> my better thoughts. And, and hopefully we can get a win finally.
2: Yeah, three wins in the last five for Burton Albion, including away wins at Gillingham and North Hampton, uh, beating heavily as you said by Sunderland yesterday. Um, I mean, it's about us, Ben. Obviously, you know we're we're the home side. We'll have Chucks and EK uh, back from suspension. Um, you know we, we we absolutely have to go and impose ourselves on the game. And, and and you know I'm going to ask you the question, but I think deep down I already know the answer. I think I imagine that includes chucking on someone like guiding Jay Simi to go out and impose ourselves upon the team that's sitting bottom of the table.
4: Yes, hundred percent for me. I think he's got to start. I think Miller's got to start either side, Prattley and Shinney in the middle. And uh, let's go from there. Aniki back in. Aniki's got to be the best striker in the league. I know he's struggled with injuries this, this season in and out of the squad, but when he has played, he's, he's been our key player. We missed him yesterday. Not having Jake's a bit of a blow, but look, get two rapid wingers down there cause them problems, push them up the pitch. When we played them at their ground, they they heavily pressed us all over. Do the same to them. Don't let them any time. Force them into errors and uh, jump on the positivity train with me because we're going to win 5-0. I
2: look forward to playing that tip again on Thursday when we've got beat by a goal to nil. Right, uh, we've run out of time on uh, this week's Charlton Life. Uh, thanks to all of you who've listened. Don't forget to go ahead and vote for us uh, on the uh, Football Supporters Association uh, Club Podcast of the Year Award. The uh, voting closes on Monday, so make sure you do that as soon as you listen to this. Thank you very much. Uh, right, thanks to all of you who've listened and for sending in your tweets and emails and whatnot. We'll be back on Thursday uh, to look ahead. We'll be looking back at Burton and then looking ahead to the Blackpool game uh, also at the Valley next week. Um, thanks to Tom and to Benji for joining me on this week's show. Cheers, Lou. Cheers, guys. Good to have you both with me. I've been Louis Meadows. Thanks for listening. We shall see you again on Thursday evening. Oh
3: Benji, wow. how, how strong is that beer? <laughs> <laughs>
4: Uh, Because that positivity
3: train sounds like a very happy place to be.